So we're just going to literally tell bad beat stories. Yep. Like you want to start or you want what's your worst beat? You know my well, worst was, beat. Um, do my I? baddest beat. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking on the drive here about uh-huh. bad beats. And the one this football season with the San Fran scoring twice in Okay, the tell last us about that seconds. one. So you bet on who were the they playing under. against? It was the under in the Atlanta right. San Fran game week like 15? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it was like 15. It was, it was Kings Hall. We were at the Kings Hall event. It was yep. in December. And He's a rock star, by the way, not beer. I like it. Yep. You know, I read some terrible review about Rockstar and how it takes like six weeks to flush it out of your system and you need to drink nine gallons of water. And oh, it's probably true. Yeah, and, and, I, drink, want to and I drink like four a day. Right. So this week's you, podcast brought to you by Rockstar Sugar Free. So I don't remember the exact number. All I know is we had like 11 or 12 points to spare. With six seconds left in the game. And how did they end up actually screwing it, it up? Like fourth and three, Atlanta scores a touchdown, kicks the extra point with 49ers score on a no, fourth. Oh, uh, Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. Atlanta scores to take oh, the lead. I gotcha. With two seconds left on fourth and three. Mm-hmm. And then um, San Fran kicks it off, the last play of the game, kickoff. You know how usually, honestly, like 80% of the kickoffs go into the end zone, end comes zone, back to the 25 yard line, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Time Whatever. Down. And then, um, so San Fran um, receives the kick. They do the old lateral, lateral, try to music city miracle it, and they fumble. And then uh, Atlanta, Atlanta picks scores, it up. picks it up, and scores again. So with six seconds left, they needed to score twice, and there was only going to be either one or two plays left in the game. So they literally needed to go score, score fourth, fourth and third score touchdown. Get the kickoff. Leave time left on the clock. Right. Somehow, somehow get San Francisco to come out and try to lateral this thing, which they do. Get the fumble and and actually score. The guy go and score because you know usually it's the end of the game. You fall on the fumble, it's game over. All right, why would they score? And, Not really supposed to happen. Yeah, but they kept going backwards. It was like he almost fumbled, uh, recovered the fumble in the end zone. You know, because so yeah, I mean that's a pretty bad beat. It's a pretty bad beat, and I've seen a lot of bad beats. What'd that cost you? Fifteen hundred. That's not too bad. I mean, it goes from a win to a loss, so it's really like a, a three thousand swing. swing, right? Because you went from winning fifteen hundred to losing fifteen hundred. Sixteen fifty. Yeah, you're right. It's like a four K swing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm rounding. <laughs> this is how bad beats work, though. This is the mentality of poker players. You really ultimately lost fifteen hundred. Right. You had to pay out of pocket sixteen fifty. Right. So you lost sixteen fifty. Correct. But in your mind, in the mind of the gambler. You yeah. didn't lose sixteen hundred. We've just now justified a four thousand dollar loser. Yeah. Right? Right. This is what I love about poker. Right. Like it's the best in no other industry. Um you know, it's Realm not like if, of the world. It's not like if you go to a bar and you buy a drink at a fancy bar in Chicago, it's nine bucks for a vodka, whatever, and yep. they used well and you're getting screwed. Yep. But the bartender's hot and you pay it and you want to be in this right. club. And, they, they and you turn have- around and you spill it. Right. In your mind, you don't go, man, I just lost $25. No, you go, shit, I lost nine, I nine, lost nine bucks. Ten bucks. But on the plus side, you're like, ah, but I get to talk to the bartender right. again. So it's like a win-win. There's some positive EV in there. Right. However, with your 49ers Falcons uh, scenario, you turn 1,650 in, in into a 4K 400. loser. Yeah. That's awesome. Easy. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, 
I'll tell you my worst beat, which I thought you knew. So the first year that yeah, the, this is the one I thought it yeah, was. so the first year that the WSOP came to the Horseshoe, it was two thousand eight or nine. I don't know. Could Probably have been eight because they opened they at opened eight. In, we in just had to explain to somebody like, "How do you know the horseshoe opened?" I was like, "Because they opened on 08, 08 of 08. It's, it's pretty, pretty easy. easy to remember." The guy's like, "Man, you guys remember the exact day yeah. it opened?" He was I was like, like "Impressed." Well, I mean, I I would have remembered it if it was July twenty third of whatever, but still. Right. Um, so it had to have been October the next year. So they've been open almost a year. They're doing the World Series. The circuit events are coming out. This is right when the circuit events were really starting mm-hmm. to become like. Like Big. a thing, right. right? Like before it was just the World Series was the World Series, and now they're doing these circuit events. And, and the, whole, the circuit events didn't really matter as much. The rings weren't prestigious. And no, it was not. That was, was I like mean, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. It's 10 years ago because that's 2009 is my best guess. But anyways, they ended up doing a $2,500 PLO event, which, which is nowadays sick. is would be crazy town. Oh, yeah. No rebuys. It was 2500 I don't think there was re- – this is – Pre-re-entry, right. which we will talk about in the podcast, probably episode two, right. the re-entry debacle, which is it a is great a title. It is. Um, so it's no re-entry. It's 2,500. They don't really call it freeze out. It's just you only right. get one bullet. Right. But 2,500 is a big bullet. So I sit down. There's like maybe 30 people. Yeah. You know, so it's not a huge tournament. It's a $2,500 PLO event on a circuit. This is kind of a... And it's not a big deal. I mean, right. it's, it's kind of a random. It's not like people are flying in to play this. Correct. It's me and right. yeah, couple, Jason and John, the twins, uh, are the only two guys I knew. Maybe one or two other PLO guys I knew. And then a bunch of European guys that I didn't understand or know. Right. Which was great. Said random European guy comes up. He's like, do you want to be in the $1,000 list? And I was like, yes, yes. Here, sure. please, random European stranger, take my $1,000, and I hope I get to hear from you again. Fast forward 12 hours later, because this is a one-day event, yep. we get down to five players. Now, with only 30 people in the tournament, I think they paid out top four. So we're on the legit money bubble, and everybody's pretty even. One guy's got maybe a slight advantage. Maybe he's got 30% of chips in play. Mm-hmm. I've got maybe... 14, 13% of chips in place. So, like, everybody else is, everybody else is right about that 20% mark. So, I'm really the slightly smaller dog. But again, I have 13% of chips in play to his 27, to everybody else's 20. Like, this is not a big deal. So, everybody's in the last out, um, which was like a 20K pot in that. Mm-hmm. And then the prize pool, I don't remember exactly what it was, but Bert. My brother figured out because he's sweating with me hardcore on the rail. Yeah. Because uh, this is 2009. So, you know, this is a big fat win. Right. And uh, I think the straight chop five ways, including the last outs, was like 15K a guy. And for me in 2009, 15K was like, <sighs> like it was a, it was a ton. It's a good chunk. Yeah. Like I put all my bankroll when I had a bankroll and I actually played and tried to do it. Like this was everything. Yeah. This was a big, big swing. And sure enough, um, guys, like we get four guys to agree. Myself, obviously, is agreeing. Three other guys agree, and the one guy who's got the slight chip leads, like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. He's kind of being a dick about it. Now he's sitting to my right. The button is approaching us. So the very next hand, it's going to be small blind, big blind. Him small blind, me big blind. Yep. And he's like, all right, kid, I'll tell you this. Everybody folds to to us. We'll just get it in there. If you win, we'll chop it. If you lose, you're out. Yeah. And I was like, 
fuck it. Okay. That's pretty sick. Sure enough, I, I don't know if I wanted everybody to fold or not, but it goes fold, 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 gets to him, and he just goes pot. And I'm like, pot, 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 pot. Okay, dealer's like, all right, everybody's all in. Mm-hmm. You know, flip over your cards. He's got four, four, seven, jack. Like, just random thing. But he does have a pair of fours. I kid you not, I have like ace, king, queen nine or something now we weren't sharing any cards so i don't remember if i yelled nine the first time or not right. but i mean i've got like double suits no, all big cards yep. this is great i flop a massive draw it's like you know uh, whatever wow. it is but i flop a straight draw turn a flush draw plus all of my overs are good literally every card in my hand is good for a pair any face card yeah. i get a straight any diamond right. i win just bricks. Bricks. Fours are good. Fours hold. And I'm out. And they chop it and four ways. It, yeah. Four ways. And the last outs. And the last outs. And that's it. 3,500 winners. So my, but again, mentality of the gambler, I didn't lose 3,500. I lost 15 k yeah. So it was the biggest legitimate flip I ever, I've ever done. So it's not so much a bad beat story because it's really not a bad, I mean, it is a bad beat. I should have, I'm the statistical winner there. Right. But Yeah. I flipped for 15k and lost. Sucks. It does suck. I've also lost every coin flip in the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl in the last like six years. Well, those are tough. Yeah, it's 50-50. Right, you're paying juice. So I love it. Bad beat stories. We were going to talk about um, when is the right time to tell a bad beat story. Like I just told my like legit. Rarely. <laughs> Remember when they, was there a bad beat story? A booth yeah. at the World Series yeah, one time. This was way at the beginning. My dad had the best response. Guys like uh, Ken Senior, Ken Senior, Ken Senior, come over, come over. Man, I had Ace King, and this guy had seven four off. My dad's like, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, give me a dollar. <laughs> guy goes, why would I give you a dollar? Because I ain't gonna listen to your story unless yeah, you give me free. a dollar. Which is great. So when is the best time? Is it like now when you're just shooting the yeah, and telling people like, oh, can you believe this happened? Like doing or, it in the moment, like walking, you know, busting out of a tournament and coming over and telling. Somebody a bad beat story. So you 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 back a few people in tournaments, um, right? Sure. Yeah. Stake horsing is that what it's called? Yeah. You know, staking other players. Yep. Um, how often do you want to actually listen to the bad beat story of your horse who just got busted in a big fat tournament, and he wants to tell you this awful bad beat story? Is it like a way for you to commiserate or commiserate with one another and be like, oh, yeah, it's so sad. Or yeah. is it just like, shut up, I don't care? No, 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 I like to hear how You want to hear it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to hear how other people bust when I don't have an invested interest in it. Invested interest, you want to know. But, you know, I, uh, I like to hear how my horses get busted. Nice. Until they start it with like, man, I, I raised the 7-6 suited, and I'm just like, oh, boy. Like, you already, I don't even want to hear the rest of it after you say you raise a seven. Like, I want to hear, I had aces, uh, got it in. And I'm like, okay, I feel good. But whenever it starts with, I had the the seven five on the button and I raised. I don't like those bad beat stories. You don't like those bad beat stories? No. Do you find that bad beat stories progress um, as you get into higher stakes? Meaning, like a guy like you does not want to hear about a twenty dollars early yeah, bird tournament bad beat. Be like, was, oh, bro, I was at the final table of the bird, and this happened. Yes, right. Versus like the bird players don't want to hear about free poker players telling you at the bar last night you got it in with Queens versus Jackson. This guy called off a four bet and the blah blah blah. And you're like, 
It's and, it's free poker. And like, the guys that play the 1600s don't want to hear about the guy in the 100s. Us playing event. a 580 event. Right. Or even a 3 hour, 360 or 100. They're right. Like, Where we're like, man, that's like top, top right. CCG kind of stuff. Right. They're like, it's a 365, man. 360. Yeah, who cares? Like, who cares? Right. And yeah. then guys who play 510. There's always somebody out there that plays a bigger limit that's like, ah, d- who cares? Right, who cares? How much was that actually for? Yeah. It's all relative to the gambler, yeah. even though we all have a bad beat story to tell. Plus, you know, there's a lot of bad, like you always say, like, didn't you want him to do that? So, yeah, that is always my response because we do hear a lot of bad beat stories just being in a poker room right. three days and a week. And being around, yeah. Yeah. We're honestly the first people that kind of people walk over to right. when they're out of a tournament. You just walk by. Just walk out like, ah, listen, to listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we don't have a choice. Right. And uh, and then I always after they get done, and I always tell the person they're like super mad or upset, and I'm always like, don't you want him to call there with nothing but two outs? And uh, granted, your tournament life's on the line, but he's got two outs. Yeah. It's like right. These are slam. Dunk I, I mean, these spots. are slam dunk. Right. If if the if this if you knew he had. Seven five, and all he had was a gut shot to a four, and two of the fours were already burned. Like, please call, please call, please call. Right, you'd call. be screaming, please call, please call, please. Right. But you know, it, it's after the fact. The four actually came, and now you're like, can't believe the guy does that. Yeah. So I actually want to do something else too, because let's take that exact scenario. Guy's got a gut shot. He's maybe bluffing. The whatever happens, he goes all in. The problem I always have too is the bad beat stories. The actual absolute best, uh, worst time to tell a bad beat story is in the moment of the tournament. We all know you're upset. We all know you've lost. It's the player who stands up. They're looking at their cards. They're looking at you, looking at their cards, looking at you. Like, clearly, he's got a straight. We all know it. Yep. I know it sucks. You probably had a set. Whatever. You were good. He's now good. <laughs> Muck your, your hand. hand. And let's move on to the tournament. There are still eight other people who had nothing to do with this scenario, right. this massacre that you are so upset about. Yeah. And they, they, everybody thinks Don't that bad they're owed beat. the, the no, time. No, you are not. You are stealing time from the tournament. It yeah. is time theft. Just like those uh, people when they say there's – like if you go to the water cooler for too long orc and you're, you're stealing time from the company. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can't do that. You're stealing time from the other players in the tournament. I stole a lot of time from my first job. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Six ten an hour though. <laughs> Maybe they were stealing from me really. But I used to pick the range at Chicago Golf Club. I would go out and I'd have to clean pick, which means you pick up like every golf ball out there. Like normally, if you're just going to pick the range, you just pick a bunch, get enough range balls to bring it in, so people can continue to hit range balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this place is like ghost town, so I don't know why anybody was worried about running out of range balls. <laughs> but we had to clean pick the range. Normally, you do this once a week. Maybe once every, you know, couple times a month. Okay. You legit go out there with like little hand pickers and you yep. go out in like the weeds and wherever the outskirts of this right. range is and you get every ball. every nugget out there. And uh the guy's like, Hey, kid, go out and clean pick the range. I was like, You got it, sir. Sixteen year old Kenny gets in the cart, drives all the way to the back, this little like tree area it was shady. It's July, it's a perfect summer day, and I fell asleep in a range cart. For like an hour and a half. Nice. I mean, it was great. Nice. And that place was never very busy, so nobody right, ever – Nah, really nobody even came close to finding me. That's a that's a non-bad beat that's story. What's beat the opposite story. of a – Run good? A run good, good story? A run good story? Yeah. Nobody ever tells the bad beat story from the other guy's point of view. We should coin some kind of phrase. Yeah. Just Whenever like, I put on a bad beat on somebody, I always like 
think I owe, I owe it to it. Or, like, I'm owed it. You know, so it's like, and you justify it like, no, you know, I had ace queen, I had ace queen, I flopped the queen. What am I going to do? It's funny. On but from Sun- the other way around. At Sunday like, at um, Tavern on the Grange, Amy got knocked out of the uh, 300, the 300 mm-hmm. uh, black ship bounty. And I was like, oh, you know, it's too bad. You know, stank. She got fourth or whatever it was. But they had, they had like, chopped out. So it was fine. She still made money in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, I was running so good, and just my cards went dead. I was like, oh, I hate when that happens. She's like, however, she's like, I had queens versus kings, and I spiked the queen, so I feel all right. I feel pretty good about it. So I mean, it was nice that you gotta remember. You, we only remember that last bad beat that knocked you out of the tournament or put you down out of the cash game. We don't remember all of those times where we were the guy or the girl who had the gut shot to the four, spikes it, wins a huge pot, and it's like pew 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 pew. Yeah, I think trademarked I'm, by Chicago Charitable Games. Oh, actually, I was I'm trying to do like it. There's like a Sonic the Hedgehog um, pew movie pew coming out. Oh yeah, and he's like he's like a pew 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 pew. Oh, we got to get in there before in this the, happens. Yeah, I know. It's I saw it yesterday and I instantly thought of you, and then you just did nice. it today. It was weird. I also love if you pew pew if you type p e w p e w on an iPhone, it'll do this cool laser show. Green little pew pew. Yep. So check it out, it's folks. Nice. I think people in bad beats going back to that. You know, like if you're down to three in a tournament, and you get bad beat, and you're on third. They just have a mentality like, well, it's it happened from this point. I, like from this is the worst possible outcome from the the, the spot I've advanced. Again, to. it's a the gambler's mentality is all bad beat stories are about. It's the fact that you really only lost sixteen fifty, but in your mind, you have conjured up this four thousand dollar loser. It's like we feel better about losing a bigger amount of money than we do about the actual money that we lost because in your mind if you're thinking i lost 4k but i only got to take 1600 out of my pocket i feel like i netted 26 whatever the difference 2400 yes right yeah absolutely it's kind of gross it is but i think it's because you know people think that it's this biggest swings because like you know if you're thinking logically like you do have that equity that you lost in the tournament. Like if you have thirty three percent of the chips in the ten K prize pool, like you have thirty three hundred, like kinda like theoretically locked up. Yeah, Brandon, don't make this a statistical thing. We're thinking general. Don't don't drag me into the ICM world because I don't want to be there. I don't. But that's I prefer how to be draw it up in their no, head. I that, want to be ignorant and think that well, this is this is yeah. I mean it makes me feel better. I sleep better at night not worrying about how many ICM suicides I have accomplished in my lifetime. See, I sleep at night knowing that I I drove home from the casino on Monday and lost twenty three hundred, but in theoretical dollars I was up. So, <laughs> so like the money in the air that I haven't you know, I, I really want money. That's that you know, great. Eventually the theoretical dollars will turn into real dollars, hopefully. Someday. So, yeah, I, Someday they hopefully. will. Someday they will. <laughs> I feel like they should have already, but... Uh, I feel like we've covered a pretty good amount of bad beat stories we here. We have. I like it. So, if you have any questions about bad beats, leave it in the comment section. Are there comment sections in podcasts? I'm not really sure. I've I don't never, think I don't so. Think I've I'm so used podcasts. to doing this on video. Right, where there's a screen to like look at and Well, check to. us out on Instagram, at CCG Poker. Nope, that's the our sponsor's Instagram. Check them out for sure. This is Ken signing off, saying farewell. Is this wow? Now I just stole your farewell. Now what am I going to do? I don't know. I, 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 this is the exact nothing. reason why I said it. See, I, I don't know. This is a bad beat in its own. I'm out. <laughs> this is awful. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.